This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Things off hour two underway. Sportsnet today here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studios. Outstanding production team of Cam and Taylor along with us this afternoon. We'll chat more Flames hockey coming up a little bit later on in the hour. But we're just days away from NFL free agency officially opening up across the league on Wednesday. And Monday was the beginning of the NFL's negotiation window period with teams and free agents. And just hours in, the results have not disappointed. Some of the top free agents have found new homes. Quarterbacks have new homes. Oh, and by the way, just a few days ago, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft was traded. So no better person to check in with uh, when we talk NFL than our pal Zeke Fikasi, host of Sirius XM NFL on Sirius Sports Radio. He joins us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline this afternoon. Zeke, thanks so much for doing this, pal. How are you? I'm doing good. How's it going? We're doing great, man, and uh, plenty to talk about on this Monday. It's been busy, eh? Uh, just a little bit, probably a few hundred million dollars being spent among friends. And, uh, you know, hey, that's how it is. That's when, you know, the legal tampering, as it's called, effectively gets underway. And then, you know, with the insiders basically having their uh, ins with the agents, uh, once they get texted the details, then they uh, scoop everybody else. And, you know, Hargrave leaving the, the defending NFC champ Eagles for the 49ers, that was a big splash. I just saw... Uh, the Bears spent some big money on uh, the Bills linebacker, Edmonds. They also got McGlinchey earlier uh, from the 49ers. So the Bears, like you talked about, you know, trading that number one overall pick to get the draft capital. They also have a ton of money to spend, and uh, looks as though they've shored up the tackle spot and the linebacker spot that they needed to spend. So, so far, quite busy on the free agent front. Give me your thoughts on that deal for the Chicago Bears. They haven't had a chance to talk with you since that went down. A lot of people wondered what Chicago might do finishing with the top overall pick, and they make that trade with Carolina. What was going through your mind when you saw that one come down? You know, Logan, it's one of those things where uh, it, this was a deal, in my opinion, that was driven by the Panthers' owner, and that's David Tepper, who has made no secret that he wants a franchise quarterback. And they haven't been able to replace Cam Newton down there. So I'm t- I imagine that uh, he probably got in the ear of Scott Fitterer, the GM, and other people saying, make this deal happen. And if we got to pay a King's ransom, excuse me, then so be it. So that's where Carolina, I think, got into play. In Chicago, they're a team that has just a multitude of needs. And you figure in their case, you wind up essentially with four draft picks first second round picks over a uh, a three-year span if you really 
look at it. And then you land uh, your top receiver now uh, in DJ Moore. So from Chicago's perspective, all of a sudden now with the ads that we just talked about and then with the draft capital that they have, the Bears look like they're in a, in a position where they can improve rather quickly and Carolina can get their hopefully their franchise quarterback and indications appear at this point, it's uh, the kid from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that's a, that was the next question that everyone had in mind was, okay, so the Panthers are at number one. They'll get their, their choice of guys. And Stroud seems to be the most pro-ready quarterback, although uh, it depends on who you ask. This is an interesting class of quarterbacks that will get selected in the next month or so here, Zig. Yeah, it is. And, again, it depends uh, to me, you know, young you know, has had a terrific career at Alabama, but as we know, you know, those quarterbacks of late have had mixed, if any, success in the NFL. And, of course, Tua, you know, when he's healthy, has been, you know, a decent enough quarterback. And, by the way, the Dolphins uh, last week picked up the uh, fifth-year option on him despite uh, his injuries. But back to that, I think there's a little question about the size of Bryce Young, if he'll be able to handle the load uh, to me, Levis, uh, the Penn State transfer, wound up having a couple really good years at Kentucky. To me, I think he's got the strongest arm uh, of the bunch. Uh, Richardson, the young man from Florida, boy, you know, he did all these things at the Combine, and, you know, he's like the, the flavor of the month here, so to speak. But to me, uh, he really needs a whole lot of work on his mechanics, so be careful of what you get there. He looks more of a you know, developmental prospect than anything. So that, that's probably where the quarterbacks are, I would say, at this point. I would agree Stroud of the bunch is probably the one who can uh, make the quick jump into the NFL. Speaking of quarterbacks, the biggest quarterback news today has been that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is set to join the Las Vegas Raiders Zig, on a three-year deal that will reunite him with his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. Do you think that's a good fit for Jimmy G to make his way to Las Vegas? Why not? You know, yeah, the, the two have obviously were together during the time uh, in New England. And remember, <laughs> remember uh, a few years ago when the, um, when the uh, Chiefs destroyed the Patriots on a Monday night game and everybody cast gloom and doom on Tom Brady and everybody up there in Foxborough was lobbying for Jimmy G, if you remember that far. But <laughs> here's a guy who's won a lot of games, who is a pretty good quarterback. He's taken the Niners to a Super Bowl. They were within 10 minutes of getting to the one the year before. Uh, but with him, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to stay on the field consistently because of various injuries. But I like the, the reuniting. You already got a top-shelf receiver there in Devontae Adams to work with. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where the 49ers moved on. I thought Jimmy G, by the way, last year uh, comported himself with a lot of class because it was clear that the Niners have their boats tied to Trey Lance as their quarterback. He went down, and Jimmy G, instead of complaining, bitching and moaning all that, was the good soldier, so to speak. He got in there. The Niners didn't miss a beat. Unfortunately, he didn't uh, make the season. And then ultimately, you know, we saw the Brock Purdy phenomenon. But I think the way Jimmy G handled himself, I knew he would get ultimately a, a nice offer and we'll see what happens. Again, when you're in the Raiders, you know, your games are indoors. You're also indoors when you play in L.A. 
So maybe it's good for Jimmy G, you know, to be able to go to the AFC West and see what he still has with the Las Vegas Raiders. Other quarterback news uh, today, you had mentioned the Dolphins picking up the fifth-year option on Tua Tagovailoa. They get him some backup support, uh, signing former Jets quarterback uh, Mike White to a contract today. I like that as a backup to Tua, but the big news out of Miami came a couple days ago, Zig, when they acquired Jalen Ramsey from the Los Angeles Rams in a big-time move that shows you, look, last year it was all about Tyreek Hill and the offense. It seems to be... Uh, they're taking big swings on the defense in Miami this offseason. Well, and if you pair them now with Xavier Howard, you have, at least on paper, Logan, one of, you, one of the top five corner tandems in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is Jalen the Jalen Ramsey that he was when he first got to the Rams? Maybe not. Uh, you know, I saw some games last year where guys were starting to beat him, but I think it's one of those things where, you know, he's a Florida State guy. Uh, he clearly wanted to be in Miami, so and he's got his guaranteed deal for the next couple of years. So give Chris Greer a lot of credit, the GM of the Miami Dolphins. They're swinging for the fences. You know, they hired this uh, innovative coach last year. Everybody seems to like Mike McDaniel. And they went through their peaks and valleys, but they did get to the playoffs. And they gave the Bills one hell of a time in the snow, in the cold, up in Orchard Park before they lost that game. So if two is healthy, uh, you know, they still, I think, need to make a couple of tweaks on the offensive line. You know, you've got that combination there uh, with Tyreek Hill, uh, Waddle, the terrific young receivers there uh, with Miami. And the defense, remember they made the trade to get Bradley Chubb last year mm-hmm. from Denver. Now you add Ramsey to that mix. It's winner now for the Miami Dolphins, there's no question. Will the AFC East be the AFC West of this year if Aaron Rodgers winds up at the Jets? And we're talking about last year. We couldn't talk about a division that was going to be more competitive than the AFC West was last year. Turned out to be a total farce, and the Chiefs ran away with it. But it feels to me like the AFC East is going to become that all of a sudden, Zig. If you suddenly throw Aaron Rodgers in the mix, you talk. we just talked about the Dolphins. We know how competitive the Bills are, even losing a couple guys. We have Josh Allen. You're going to be a strong team, and I, I never really count out what the New England Patriots are going to do when they're in the mix there. Could be a hell of a division if Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to play a year in New York. Yeah, it would be because I, I think the Jets have a playoff-caliber defense. I love what uh, they have on that side of the ball. I think you got a nice game-breaker potential in uh, Garrett Wilson, the receiver. Uh, Brees Hall comes back from his injury. Uh, they've revamped the offensive line, so... Of course, the Jets uh, essentially haven't had a, you know, I would call a A-list quarterback probably since Namath, although Chad Pennington did get them to a couple of, you know, playoffs and uh, AFC championship games, but still they haven't had that marquee presence. Uh, in Buffalo still, I think, is the class of the division, although they may lose some guys here and there, and then obviously got to figure out uh, to replace uh, Leslie Frazier as defensive coordinator, what they're going to do there. Does Von Miller come back? That's going to be interesting in terms of being healthy from that knee injury. New England, uh, they they need to surround Mac Jones, I think, with better weapons. I know they uh, unloaded the tight end Smith to Atlanta. That was a guy, Jonu Smith, that they signed to big free agent dollars. Uh, it just didn't work out for them. So they got to get that kid some help. Uh, McCourty just retired, so that's a big loss. Maybe the heart and soul to the defense. 
that's a concern. But I still think with Belichick, you're always competitive. And then, of course, like we just talked about with Miami. So, yeah, on paper, this AFC East looks like last year's AFC West. But unfortunately, we saw what happened to the West uh, where two teams did get to the playoffs. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, as we go through this free agency period and obviously the draft coming up next month. How do you see this whole Aaron Rodgers thing go down, Zig? In your mind, is it the Jets or retirement for Rodgers or – is there a world where he winds up back as the, the Packers quarterback next year? Well, if you listen to the comments Mark Murphy made uh, to various Green Bay TV stations, and, and of all things, a girls' basketball tournament in Green Bay. <laughs> but again, the, Logan, the news never stops. So, hey, and no. the reporters, they got to do their job. they got to do their due diligence. And, yeah. Diligence, I should say. And it is a very relevant story. Um, when I listen to Mark, who, by the way, I like, I've known him a while. He's actually a Western New York guy like I am. Uh, I got the idea, and if you listen close enough, he talked about Aaron in the past tense. He had a great career in Green Bay and this and that. So <laughs> it, it makes you wonder. I, I don't know. They would say they'd want him back, and they'd have to pay him, what, $60 million this year in guaranteed money. So... I don't know. I, I think ideally they're really hoping for Aaron Rodgers to say, I'm retiring or I'm going to the New York Jets because they honestly believe that Davis Love is their guy. And maybe he is. I thought he made a bit of a step forward last year uh, from the prior season. And I, I really think it, when it's all said and done, you know, Green Bay probably wants to just move on from this because it seems like there's been drama with Rodgers like there was with Brett Favre when he was there. And I was kidding on my show yesterday with Alex Marvez. I says, you know what's going to happen now? Davis Love's going to play another 12 years in Green Bay, and then he's going to hold them <laughs> hostage, and then he's going to wind up with the Jets. So it just seems to be the Green Bay and New York Jets uh, cycle here. Senator Zeke Fikasi, our man from SiriusXM NFL Radio. Uh, all things NFL is the negotiation window officially opened on this Monday. And a free agency uh, officially getting underway on Wednesday this week. Uh, news comes in all uh, shapes and sizes this time, this time of year, Zig, and including contract disputes. We have our first one apparently between the Los Angeles Chargers and Austin Eckler. No one has scored more touchdowns the last few seasons than Austin Eckler has, but he is also set to be 28 years old this May. Uh, he is reportedly not happy with how contract negotiations have gone with the Chargers and would like to explore trade options. What do you make of this situation between Eckler and the uh, L.A. Chargers? Uh, he, and by the way, he's actually one of the really good guys in the game and really uh, one of the real good interviews, too. So if you ever have a chance to get him on uh, your show, he, he would definitely uh, be worth your while because he's so articulate and thoughtful and all this kind of thing. Having said that, you know, he's, again, this, wait, was it 2021? He actually led the league in touchdowns this past year. Um, also, man, 107 receptions out of the, out of the backfield too. So, you know, and what is it? I think he's just done over 6 million in the last year of his deal. Mm -hmm. So he's probably on this situation now where he's, he's probably got to, like they say in the biz, you got to get the bag while you can, you know, at some point though, the chargers probably got to look ahead. 
um, you know, obviously uh, retain Boza long term, and then you're going to have to have money uh, to have Justin Herbert because you figure, you know, it's, at some point he's going to run out of his uh, rookie contract, and then they're going to probably have to fork out half of SoFi Stadium to keep him, for goodness sake. So uh, from a futuristic standpoint, I, I hope that this uh, deal does happen uh, for Eckler to stay in L.A., but is the Spanos family willing to spend it on a running back who, again, is 28 and has been nicked up a little bit too? So uh, you got to look at that. Or do they consider maybe drafting a running back or bringing in somebody uh, at affordable dollars and then let you know try to get some uh, draft capital for Eckler? I think this is going to be a real tricky one for Eckler and the Los Angeles Chargers. It's interesting when you, you go through it and you look at teams like the Kansas City Chiefs who have used – you know, a committee the last couple of years. They drafted, of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at a high draft pick, a first-round pick a couple of years ago. But it seems as though there's the top-end market of running back that will, you know, forever get paid if you're in the class of a, of a Derrick Henry-type zig. But past that, I, I find it hard for teams to, to want to commit to guys, especially right around that 30-age mark. We still talk about that so much in the NFL when it comes to, you know, peak years of production. To spend big money on a running back who might fall off a cliff production-wise, it's a big risk for a team. Well, and look what's going on in Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I mean, when he came in the league, you know, he was obviously a productive back, and his first few years were really good. But then over the last couple, injuries, and then they, you know, Jerry had given him that long-term contract. So that might be the example right there. We're in an era now where the days of – you know, the Jim Browns, the Eric Dickersons, the, you know, backs like that, Emmett Smith, you know, getting 35, 40 carries a game. Those days are over with. You got to have at least two or three good backs in terms of a rotation. Hence, I think there's the hesitancy for teams to spend the big money on the long term running back because they are interchangeable and you can uh, get them at a, at a decent price. So, that's why I think, you know, that's why I saw, what was it, not too long ago, uh, the Titans apparently have listened to offers for the King. I mean, you would think that would be unconscionable, but at the same time, you know, a lot of carries for him. He might be the exception to what I just said, but still, a lot of wear and tear, and you get older, you know, it's like a car. They depreciate after a certain while here, so uh, that's why I think there's always the hesitancy to give the mega deal to you know a running back like we just talked about too with Austin Eckler. What are you watching for over the next little while here, Zig? Is it uh, all about Lamar Jackson and what winds up happening with him and the Baltimore Ravens, or is there another storyline uh, across the NFL that's got your attention these next few days? Uh, you know, obviously, still the the free agency, and then you see what uh, other teams are doing when. You know, I, I always love the uh, you know the uh, the microwave reaction. Oh, the Cowboys, the Bills, or none of these teams are doing anything. Okay, free agency just started. You know, like like Aaron Rodgers even said at one time, R E L A X, relax. Something's going to likely happen that these teams who are pretty well run, you know, they know what they're doing. So. Uh, I, I'm always interested in more of the lower tier guys uh, that wind up getting uh, that get deals like this. And, and then you mentioned Lamar Jackson, and you know, again, uh, the the ugly word that's being brought up here 
is collusion, where basically these owners and that these NFL teams, they're kind of bandying together to say, we aren't doing what the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson and guarantee him every single dime. So that that's their way of saying, uh-uh, we're not going to, you know, they, they gave him the trans or the um, the non-exclusive franchise tag, which basically means teams can talk to him, Lamar, and then, you know, if the Ravens opt not to match, then they get two first-round picks. And then we already seen teams that aren't going to do that. So to me, that stinks of collusion. I think Lamar just needs to realize, hey, I haven't been on the field here uh, for all 16 games the last couple of seasons. You know, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get all that guaranteed money. He's still an effective quarterback, but he's had issues with working with receivers and everything like that. I think teams need to proceed with caution, but I think in the final analysis, I, I still think Baltimore uh, is the best spot for him. And uh, hopefully the focus will be on him staying healthy and uh, you know getting the Ravens to higher goals than they actually had under his watch. Uh, and before we let you go, of course, got to ask you, uh, the Boston Bruins look like a, an unstoppable juggernaut right now. Fastest NHL team to 50 wins. They've clinched a playoff spot early in March. They had some great trade deadline acquisitions. This is going to be a tough out for anybody uh, in the East and potentially in the Stanley Cup playoffs for uh, taking out the Boston Bruins zig. Uh, what a team that they've built there this year. And it's hard not to love Guys like David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron, the culture they've built in Boston, uh, really shining through this season. It has. And, and you know, I, I still think the, the MVP is Linus Allmark. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who, you know, he, he was good last year, but this year he's been, I think, heart trophy worthy, to be perfectly honest with you. But I'm sure, you know, the bandwagon there, and, and because he's the game's most exciting player, McDavid will probably wind up winning it. But to me, Allmark has been the glue. They've essentially had the same team, but they infused it with a, a couple of little, you know, additions here and there. Thomas Nosek obviously has been very, very good. Um, you know, Greer's come up. They've had some guys come up and really do a uh, good job for them. And it, to, it, to me, it's been quite surprising uh, to do as well as they've done. I thought they'd be good, Logan, but not where they are right now. Although the last few games have been a little bit of a concern. Detroit's given them problems. Now Boston can't uh, kill penalties. Detroit exposed that over the weekend. Uh, even on the power play, Detroit got shorthanded goals. So special teams are a little bit of a concern. And then obviously, once, if and when Hall and Felino are able to return, what do you do to the lineup then? Because Hathaway's been very good. Uh, Bertuzzi's starting to blend in. Orloff's been a godsend. So Jim Montgomery, who's been outstanding in his first year here, he's going to have to find that delicate balance and also probably smooth over some uh, egos there in terms of, hey, why am I not playing? So I think that's where the delicate balance is going to be, who winds up playing in the playoffs. But unlike the Tampa team of 19 that, you know, was a house on fire and then they got swept in the first round because they didn't have enough grit with Hathaway and the other additions, I think Boston's better equipped in that area. So they are probably going to be a very, very tough out if they're not the favorite. But uh, again, this has been a year for the ages, Logan, but the only matter number that matters, my friend, is 16. 
even Marshan and Bert, they've said, hey, all these great numbers are, you know, they are what they are, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything unless they win Lord Stanley's Cup. Yeah, that's a team that, that understands what the goal is, and uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what they can do uh, come playoff time. Zig, thanks for the time, as always, my friend. Uh, really appreciate you coming on with us on a busy day uh, across the NFL. We'll chat with you again sometime soon, hey? Logan, anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. Zig Fricasi joining us down the Atlas Peach and Sports Bar guest hotline, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Uh, joins us whenever we need to talk some NFL in perfect timing as the NFL's negotiation window opens up on this Monday afternoon. Uh, we've seen some movement already ahead of free agency becoming official. It's just like the NHL had this period a couple of years ago where you can officially start talking to players uh, who haven't signed with their teams. All of these deals still have to be made official on Wednesday when the league calendar officially flips over, but uh, lots of deals coming in the last 10 to 12 hours so far across the NFL, including uh, Jimmy Garoppolo reuniting with Josh McDaniels in L.A. He'll be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders next season. We'll keep you up to date with everything going on around the NFL as we get closer to free agency on Wednesday. And, of course, the draft coming up in uh, not too long a time. Uh, of course, lots of talk after the Bears traded away the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, closing out Hour 2 here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, closing out Hour 2 here on Sportsnet Today. Logan Gordon along with you. She's Taylor. He's Cam. Outstanding production duo here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And Taylor, it's a very special day here. Is it? It is. I think it is. Do you know why? I I have a feeling I, I know, know why. why. Yeah, but I feel like you're gonna switch it up on me and say no, something no, I'm else. not. I'm, no, I'm I'm I think I'm going exactly where you think I'm going. It's Cam's birthday today. Happy birthday, Cam! Woo. Thank you, friends. Thank applause, you. studio audience. <laughs> no, Cam's not gonna play the applause for Happy 36th birthday. Thank you, friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you feeling? Honestly, not much older than I did yesterday, but all right, we're living the dream, working. I feel older because the stupid time change. I slept right through it. I didn't even notice. (laughs) Never got that. Still bugs me to this day. The time change. I can't get over it. Are you going to vote against it once it surely goes back to a vote? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like someone just needs to make a decision and we can just have enough of it. Someone just say, yeah, that's enough. Oh, look, I'm happy for more daylight. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the guys that cannot stand when it gets dark at 4 o'clock in whenever November we do. I don't even know when we, we change times consistently. But I can't stand it. It's a fun little talking point, Drives you know, every little crazy. once in a while. Oh, is it spring forward or fall back this time? <laughs> well, you would know. It's right around your birthday all the time. Spring forward every time. Right? So you're used to it. Yeah. It's a lovely little, oh, hey, this is coming up, by the way. You're losing sleep and you're getting older. Happy birthday. Mm. Taylor's unbothered by any of it. Time is just a construct in Taylor's mind. She doesn't even care. I mean, 
it I can't change anything about it, so it just happens. If we argue about it enough, maybe someone will listen. I don't like losing an hour of sleep, I gotta say. And then it messes up when I have to calculate times. Because mm. Arizona doesn't change their time. So it makes my brain like jelly. How do those people live without time change? So if any guests are an hour late this week, we know why. Wow. You're going to put that kidding. on? No, I'm You're kidding. Put that on, on you your birthday. Everything's on time. Do your that? Birthday. We'll be on time. It'll be fine. This is a seamless radio show. Nothing ever goes wrong. Things go wrong all the time. Remember last week we just didn't have phones? Yeah, it was a fun day. That was cool. So what's the birthday plan, Cam? I know that you have just a casual outing, but do you still do like a a family birthday thing? Yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, Went out, hung out with the family, got my... My favorite cake and some good pizza. And you, uh, you have a special place? Like you have a restaurant that you go to every year? No, God, I, I used to do uh, Olive Garden, but really, that, that's Olive Garden was the place. That was well, it was a special treat. You know, wow. there, there isn't an Olive I'm Garden. I'm not criticizing it. I'm, I'm get not, them unlimited breadsticks and salad. We got to travel a lot all the way worse down. than but Olive now, Garden. Now it's just kind of. You know, what's whatever the restaurant of the year is. Last year it was a uh, Hayden Block in Kensington. Um, this year was some Signore's Pizza. Mm. That was the good stuff. Who knows what next year will be? Some restaurant I've never tried before, I'm sure. But you have like a favorite cake. Black Forest. And Every the, time. That's the yearly. Black Forest, babe. It's the best cake. Wow. Never gets old. Maraschino Black, cherries. Black Forest Shaved cake. chocolate on it. Are you Ooh. 65 years old? I'm getting there. <laughs> One step closer today. Check your eyes and renew your license here. Holy the man. Retake Black, that I have an eye test. exam Black on Saturday, Forest too. Cake. What I are we doing here? I'm coming up, too. Oh, my God. I am getting older. Holy. Cam is secretly, like, 78. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, and I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not, it's your birthday, and I highly encourage you to. Yeah, I'm getting slandered you. here for my choice. Well, I just I, look Olive Garden. I can absolutely I feel like that's the older thing is Olive Garden. I can't. I don't know the last time I was at an Olive Garden. I don't even know if there's uh, in the South. There's no Olive Gardens for sure. So I know there isn't one anywhere close. I think there's got to be an Olive Garden in Calgary. Though, yeah, there's right? one in there's one in the Northeast. Um, is that the only one? I need, I need to find out. Hmm. We're researching here today on Sports 960. Yeah, there's yeah. there's the one Olive Garden. Okay. Northeast, right next to Marlboro Ball. Taylor, you're a birthday tradition person? No. Gotta have, you're just whatever? Yeah. Really? I mean, I had to spend my birthday with you. Okay, well. So. Try not to let it ruin your day even more than it already would have been. I had happy birthday played 75 times from 70 different YouTube <laughs> videos. That's right. I forgot about that. Me and Pat sure know how to throw a birthday party in the boardroom. But you've never done, like, it's never been a tradition thing. You've, like, you'd go to the restaurant or anything? No, I, I just, I've never really, over the past uh, few years since, like, my, the last time I actually celebrated my birthday was my 17th. Really? Yeah. See, because most people would have said the 18th would have been the one to celebrate. Yeah. Well, COVID happened. 
Okay, well, then, no. Fair but, enough. Hmm. That's weird. The text line, of course, is always... You got my back today. Well, my force case bangs. I don't know. It's just, I'm not... I don't know. It just wouldn't be... I don't even know that it'd be my top ten of of possibilities for cakes. So if we're going to... I'm going to sit here and take this slander over Black Forest Cake. Okay, it's not slander. I'm just saying. It's you got to tell me what's very, yours. What's your tradition? old style cake. What's your tradition? Well, I think like, I'm pretty similar to you. I have like a family thing. We go to a restaurant mm-hmm. or something. It's like. What know, restaurant? It used to like back in the day to be like Chuck E. Cheese or something. Whoa. That's way back. I think I've been to one once. But that's a long time ago. But yeah, you do the family birthday dinner, and then you do something with your friends, and just have your general debauchery. And then what kind of cake did you get? It changes. Uh, usually an ice cream cake, to be honest. Like, okay, you that's just fair. can't go wrong with a, with a, like a Dairy Queen birthday cake. It's it too cold. And... Well, it's an ice cream cake. Of course it's cold. Well, yeah, but like, I don't want to be like sawing through it with like a frozen cake, you know? You ever heard of like heating up the knife? Very easy. Fair point. Fair Just point. A little bit of hot I'll water on the knife, and I'll give you that. Away you go. I think you've been eating black forest cake simply for the ease of it. Uh, convenience is the the best thing to be buying for when you're looking for cakes. Tell your cake person. I feel like you're not. I in moderation. I'm not a very like sweet kind of person. I don't really like sugar. Hmm. If you had a go-to cake, what would it be, though? I usually go with a vanilla, mostly because I'm allergic to chocolate, but... Fair. So you will not be partaking in any of Cam's Black Forest cake, then? Oh, it's long gone. I will I'm not. sure it is. It's long gone. I'm sure <laughs> it is. Uh, a couple of texts on the text line, 960960, as we uh, quickly celebrate Cam's birthday on the show, one of our outstanding producers. Thank you again. Uh, this is says Hayden Block and then Signore's nice next year. You need to go to Noble Pie. You won't forget. You won't. Regret that sounds it. really good. Actually, I was looking up into it. It looks really stunning. Good. Uh, Travis from Boness says Black Forest cake bangs, especially when the cherries are soaked in rum. It's a nice little piece there. Chris and Thorncliff backing you up, telling me to leave Black Forest cake alone. Uh. This text says, I turn 40 tomorrow. I don't feel a day over 52, though. Good for you. Good for you. That's what I like to hear. Uh, t- Tyler Bonet says, Logo likes the cake that a girl pops out of. Yeah, that's a that's a different that's a different cake. Uh, don't worry about those ones. We will not be nope. getting one of those nope. for that's, Logan's don't, birthday. Don't worry, well, you won't have to worry about it. That's something else. Won't fit in the studio. It's too small in here. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, someone just laughing at they used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese used to be the used to be the go to place. Like Chuck E. Cheese used to be an institution. God damn it! What happened to? I think to I've been Chuck-y? to a Chuck E. Cheese once, and even then, it was very uncool. I don't know. The, the Chuck E. Cheese is one of those things that you think is cool as a kid. But then once you get older and you're like an adult and you start to realize other things like sanitary reasons. You got swindled. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. Like my kid loves it here because of the animatronic mouse. When in reality, the pizza probably sucks. Genuine question here because we talked about this last week. 
uh, animatronics, do they fall into mascot territory? And are they uh, terrifying to anybody else? Yes, they are terrifying. Yeah, I think they fall into like a mascot. Because you would say that Freddy's? the Chuck E. Cheese mouse or rat. I should say mouse. Rat's probably harsh. Um, the mouse. Chucky rat. Um, like he would be their mascot, right? Yeah. He's their logo. But like also we're I feel like we're gonna fall into some like Five Nights at Freddy's kind of vibe here with them someday. Well, I think they're like they're dying for sure. Yeah. Like they're they're quickly becoming and I think part of it was because they are frightening. Like I don't know if you guys ever went, but they used to have like every I don't know, like every twenty minutes or so, you just hear all these like gears whirring and everything. And all of a sudden, the stage would light up, and the, I don't even know what there would be. There'd be like the rat and the rest of the band playing these stupid Chuck E. Cheese songs, and the kids would go wild. It was an unbelievable experience. It was like Elton John for kids. It was unbelievable. Okay, but Elton John is actually good. For a kid, that's good. You don't know what music is as a kid. Then you were you not raised right. You can't know you what good music a... is. You're a kid. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I'm not taking an eight-year-old's opinion on music. Okay, well, then you were not raised on good music. Okay, come on. At eight years old, you didn't know what good music was either. There are child I mean, prodigies I was, I was right raised. Now. Okay, so what? I was raised on classic you rock. Beethoven. I don't care. You don't know what music is. I, I, I'll stand by that take as much as any. When you're eight years old or six years or whatever, your musical taste is awful. I guarantee it. Mine was pretty, pretty good, I gotta say. What was your musical taste at eight? Because you, you would have been just like rock. me. Everything like Chuck E. Cheese is probably a banger. I was raised on classic rock and classic been, rock alone. You would have been too good for the Chuck E. Cheese? I would have been. Music? Is that what you're Obviously, telling me? Yes. They don't have the vocal range of Freddie Mercury. Of course they don't! They're, they're animatronic things. They're frightening. They're, they're meant to keep people from, you know, parents from hitting their kids for 20 minutes. I don't know Go what. Go watch the show and eat pizza and shut up. I like how you were born like five years older than me and just the childhood is so different. Well, clearly we grew up in different circumstance. You were serenaded to classic rock. And in your mind, I was punished by going to Chuck E. Cheese. Those were some of my best memories. It was a punishment. No, it wasn't. Like this text says, as a kid, you loved it. Chuck E. Cheese. I still loved it. Now I'd probably hate it. This text says Chuck E. Cheese is like casino training for kids, which is fully real and true. You're spending hundreds of dollars just to go get a three dollar. It's not your money when you're a kid, though. No, it's your parents. Right? Doesn't make it any better. You're still gambling. I'd still love to go to the like. Casino, if it wasn't my money, sure, that'd be way funner. Uh, by the way, plenty of uh, thumbs up to ice cream cake, including uh, if you didn't get an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, your birthday sucks. Just saying. I've had ice cream cakes before. It's just not my favorite. Hmm. There. Uh, Derek says, what happened to Hooters? That's a different conversation, Derek. I'm Don't pretty sure they that. still exist, but mostly in the U.S. You know, a couple of people are bringing up and have mentioned uh, Rocky and Bullwinkles in Calgary. And despite being a lifelong Calgarian, I don't 
all I know about Rocky and Bullwinkle is, is the cartoon from like the 60s that my dad has told me about. No chance this lets me on here, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It sounds like they had a, a Bullwinkles that had a had an animatronic, like an animatronic pizza place as well. 80s and 90s. Because it was on McLeod, maybe, served pizza, had the singing robots, Rocky and Bullwinkle duo, something about a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that was there as well. So I guess that was like before the Chuck E. Cheese. Opened in 1984. Hmm. Yeah, better. sounds like a better version of Chuck E. Cheese. Interesting. Oh, this one, yeah, okay. Bullwinkles, and this one says it used to be in Shank South. It was Shank, okay, fair enough. There you go. <laughs> no chance I'm opening that YouTube link, by the way. I don't trust anyone on the text line. See, this is what you're, this is exactly what this text was, Taylor, going back to this. Is, I agree with you. At eight, your music taste is what's being played around you. You don't know what you like. I still listen to classic rock all the time. Some good music. Yeah, but I'm sure there was also stuff there that you liked that you didn't. Like, uh, you, you now you would never listen to it. Right? Levine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My very first concert at four years old. Really? Yeah. An Avril Levine concert. Yep. I feel like her music has changed, though, quite significantly. Because it used to kind of be like a pop, pop, what? Punk pop? Pop punk. Whatever. But now it's, like, so random and so weird that it's not even her music anymore. Hmm. Uh, This one says, any remember a place at Market Mall called Bonkers back in the 90s? Couple of those. I don't remember Bonkers. You guys wouldn't remember Bonkers, that's for sure. Never heard of this. No. I didn't. I also grew up in Edmonton, so I don't know a lot. But Edmonton will have something similar. I'm sure. I don't know what it is because and see, by the way, you talked about us being raised differently despite similar ages. That's what it is right there, Taylor. I was raised in a safe environment that let me go to Chuck E. Cheese. You were raised in Edmonton. <laughs> the mean streets of Edmonton. Oh. I mean, it was. That more created this jaded person that you are. The mean streets of White yeah. Ave. I mean, it was more so a small town north of Edmonton. That's even worse. Edmonton okay. was like the exciting place to go. I had two pools, okay? What? No shot. There were two pools. The swamps out back don't count as pools in Edmonton, Taylor. They're, they weren't. They're leech infested. And that's that's the water they've been talking about. Yeah, I gotta tell you, the water in the is water worse. In Edmonton. The water is worse here than it is in Edmonton. Stop. There's nothing that's worse here than it is in Edmonton. I can guarantee you that. I mean, I have a feeling. No, that we're I'm not, not doing it. This. Not doing it. We're not doing that. 
Uh, Matt, Matt Cochran says, oh, God, it's a blast from the past. I didn't grow up in Calgary, but I remember going to Bonkers for my cousin's birthday party. See, now I got to find Bonkers. You guys are telling me about Bullwinkles that I missed, and now Bonkers. They're all just like, it's everyone's just like Reddit threads going, anyone remember this place? Hey, you guys remember this place? Was it Market Mall when it was a kid? Kids used to have their there's a memory foam things. Like pits of memory foam. A ball pit. Oh, those are great. I love those. And now it's a shopper's drug barn. <laughs> mm. What used to be a fun place to hang out for kids has now become... A shopper's drug mark. Yeah, see, those are the things that always kill you, right? And for me, it's... Well, I don't recognize with some of those. For me, it's now knowing that Lloyd's roller skate rink... Oh, man. Is a, is a Visions or whatever. <laughs> is it a Visions now? It's something like that. It just it kills me every time. I mean, there's so a So now I know how rink? these people feel going like, Oh, I remember Bonkers, and now it's a... A shopper's drug mart? I feel your pain. I really do. I mean, isn't there a new roller rink that just opened up? In Calgary? Yeah. I haven't heard of it. I thought there was one. I don't know. There. I hear about these things from TikTok. <laughs> from the streets. The mean, uh, mean streets. That was a fun trip down memory lane. Uh, yes, it's sports radio, and there's two people complaining about it. We're having fun. Uh, it's Cam's birthday, so we're doing some fun birthday memories, whether it was bonkers or learning about Bullwinkles or Chuck E. Cheese, whatever it was. We're just having some fun, remembering some cool Calgary classics over the years. So take it easy. We'll get back to sports very soon. We'll all be all right. Um, she's Cam. Uh, she's, I was going to say she's Cam. He's Cam. She's Taylor. Uh, their outstanding production team. Happy birthday once again, Cam. Thank you. Uh, glad you had a good weekend, pal, and uh, have fun tonight. Appreciate you. As well. We'll have to uh, explore more of these fun former Calgary birthday destinations together one day. Top 10. We should do a top 10 like that. Maybe Friday. Yeah, maybe it'll be a Friday thing. Yeah. Even though it's a Monday, we just managed to do a segment on it anyways. Oh, No well. concepts of time. No, time's a fictional thing. You pull an hour from my day, everything goes down the drain. There you go. You know what I'm saying. Uh, we're off uh, for the rest of the afternoon. Big Show replay coming up next. Flames talk with Steinberg and Gilbertson at four. We'll get more into that Flames Senators matchup from last night. We will be back tomorrow, previewing the Calgary Flames and the Arizona Coyotes. Must win, can't lose territory for the Calgary Flames continues after a one and two home stand. Thank you to Pete Labardius. Thank you to Zig Fricasi for joining the program today. Thank you for texting in, being a part of the show at 960-960. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Tuesday edition of Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.